Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire, the Leadership Development Podcast, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Welcome back, everyone, to the 14th Aspire Mailbag with my good friend, the COO and co-founder of Teach Better, the gift that keeps on giving, Jeff Cargis. I'm the gift that keeps on giving. I love it. How are you, man? I'm doing great. We have started the year off and got Good. one week under the belt. So e-learning is in full effect. Nice. A lot of people starting this week, either into Institute days or or already into the year. A lot, a lot going on right now. So for those who may be listening for the first time, we've reached out to you, the listener, to ask for leadership questions via Twitter, Instagram, and Voxer. And in the past episodes, we've answered anywhere between three and five leadership questions. And Jeff, I think we're going to go after three questions this evening. Really sounds good. Now, this week, we don't have your counterpart, Ray. So are you a little bit at ease tonight? <laughs> um, I'm just always lost without Ray. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing now. I'm... You know, this this could really go anywhere. It, this could be dangerous. I just had her on the podcast with Adam Welcome, and she said that you were sweating bullets because she was going to take your place on the Aspire Mailbag. Well, um, <laughs> scoreboard, Ray. <laughs> I, I'm here. I don't see her anywhere right now. So I know. I know she's... <laughs> oh, by the way, all right, now let's go back to that. I haven't heard the episode yet, but she told me that on that episode you declared Team Ray. Jeff, you know, you know, is, is this, this true? You know, is this true? I was the pure politician. Don't, don't lie to me, Joshua. Don't you lie to me, young man. <laughs> <laughs> I was the pure politician and I, I was on both teams. <laughs> I was making everybody happy. <laughs> you should have just went with Team Adam and got out of there. Man, That's what that, I would have done. That was a smart move. I, I did not do that. This is a great episode so far. This is good. If you're still listening, bless you. All right. I told you. I told you I was in a mood tonight, man. I'm drinking coffee later at night. Like it's it's go time, baby. All right. So we got our <laughs> first question from a good friend of ours, Todd Nisloni, and his question is: How do you lead with vulnerability? Ooh, that's a good one. First off, shout out to Todd Nisloni. Good to hear from you, brother. He's amazing. What is he? He's at Tech Ninja Todd, right? Oh, yeah. his handle? Yeah, following him, you must do that. And he's got a fantastic book that just dropped. He was also on the podcast not too long ago. His book is When Kids Lead with Adam DeVico. Stuff. So how do you lead with vulnerability? I think for me, that really starts with self-awareness and understanding your strengths, your your weaknesses, where your gaps and the, and the things you need and really doing some self-reflection so that then you can share those things with the people that you're leading, the people that you work with, the things that make you maybe self-conscious, that make you more self-aware, the things that you feel like you struggle at, the, the things that you you don't feel as strong at, right? And then being willing to then to then have the humility to share that stuff, right? I mean, mm-hmm. to be vulnerable, you have to first allow yourself to be vulnerable by having that reflection and that humility to be like, hey, it's okay if I do this, right? Yep. Obviously, that has to start even further back with building a, a relationship with whoever it is that you're leading so that you have that 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 foundation that allows you to be vulnerable with the people because you know that they're going to accept that, right? And then I think if you can do that effectively, then you open up the door for them to be vulnerable to you, which just your leadership just steps to a whole another level at that point. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for myself, vulnerability is being honest, you know, being honest with the people that 
you're leading. I think when I first got into leadership, I was really guarded about myself as a person. I didn't really share too much about my like personal side, my family, you know, things I enjoyed. And my principal pulled me in and she was like, the staff doesn't know you. <laughs> they don't know who you are. You need to open up about that piece of you because if not, you know, what they're going to have is this the story made up already about who you are and um, unfortunately it's probably going to be negative it took me a little bit of time <laughs> to get out there and, and to be vulnerable and to open up but then that also enhanced me as a leader in the sense that when I was making decisions I also had to be honest about why I was making those decisions and sometimes yes. there's a lot of distrust with with people and with leadership and um, if they think that you're coming at it as a salesman or someone trying to pull the wool over their eyes you know, that's going to be toxic within your organization. So, you know, to be vulnerable, you need to be honest about why am I making this decision in the first place? It's good. I, I like that. I like that story of them telling you that they're, they're going to make up their own story about you because they don't know you. Right. And being vulnerable allows you to, you're the people you lead and to understand you and to know you. I love that. Yeah. I think that's a missing piece for a lot of folks. I don't think they, especially people that are in leadership for the first time they they don't understand that aspect they just assume like this is the persona of what a leader should be and that's cutting out all of the things about you as a person and that's not how you build relationships i mean leadership is so much about relationship mm -mm. well and i think there's there's just it's just, it's an old i don't know where it came from why it's still there but it's, it's this whole old thing of this old thought process of leaders have to be this separate piece and that leaders rule with fear and they, if they know you, they won't fear you and all this stuff. And something I've always said, and I don't, I don't know where I got it. If I made it up or if I read it somewhere or whatever, I credit myself. We'll see. <laughs> but I always like, I always say that leaders follow or, or people follow bosses mm -hmm. because they're afraid to lose their job. People follow leaders because they're afraid to lose their respect. Right. right? So leading with fear to me has never made sense yeah. because that's not really leading. That's just controlling. Yep. But if you're vulnerable and you're real with people, you're—I love that you used honest. If you're honest with people, and they know, like, and trust you, they're gonna follow you because they want to follow you. Or they hate the idea of ever letting you down or not being there for you. And that's—that's that's when you get people to to stand back up in the hardest of times and you know to charge forward when they need to. That's how you get people to to go against all this craziness that's been going on for the last whatever six months and COVID and everything and to, and to figure it out and figure out virtual learning, figure out hybrid learning, fight through that fear and, and get it done. It's that. It's not fear of losing their job. It's fear of letting you down and not being a part of that team that you're creating that culture. So yeah. I love it. That's It's important. It's crucial. All right. So you were talking about the craziness of right now. And I think this is a perfect segue to our second question from Taylor Armstrong. And you can find him on Twitter at Taylor Does It, or actually Taylor underscore Does It. And then his question is, how do you reignite when you are burnt out? We have to keep staff on top of their game, and that's much harder to do when our fire isn't burning. Yeah, so I'm not sure if Taylor's looking for like some specifics on how we do it or or generality. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little more general. Sure. Um, I, I think there's. There's two parts that when you talk about your staff burning out and and that fire not burning, I think, and this is fairly cliche, I guess, but I still think it's the truth is you've got to get them get reconnected with or get your staff reconnected with their why. Yeah. Like we talk about this a lot and it's it's a 
common thing you hear all over the place right now is the why, your why, get connected with your why. But I think the reason we talk about it and you hear it everywhere is because it's actually important. It, it, it's true, but you have to get really serious about digging into like, why am I here? What am I doing here? Is my Why is my fire out? Why am I not as pumped about this? And we need to have conversations of like, hey, if it's there and there's no way to get it back, then maybe you should be somewhere else. But hopefully what we can do is find out, hey, what what has burnt you down? What's hurting you right now? Is it because of systems that are in place? Is it because the culture isn't quite right? Is it because, because something in your personal life is affecting you? And then how can we bring this back? Maybe it's a sign that we need to work on culture. Maybe it's a sign that we need to revisit our why more. We need to celebrate things more. We need to have these conversations. But I think finding your why, of like, you know, why did I start here? Why have I been here for five years? Why do I continue to stick it out? Why am I a teacher? Why am I admin? Whatever, why am I in education? More specifically, or if more like tangibly, is it's taking time, right? We talk about self-care all the time and being very intentional. This is something that I've actually been working on as a leader with our team for me, really a lot over the last maybe two months, I think, really going at it, is actually taking my weekends. And I mean that in the sense of like I've I've never liked weekends. I still like I'm not sure I get really anxious over weekends. I just want to work. I'm not a super like handy guy. I don't work on motors and like so I don't have all these little things around the house that like you know I don't have those things that keep yeah. me busy over the house and like and I don't have a ton of hobbies because I just love work and I want to work. We're building a, a business. We're in a startup, so like I, I'm still in that mode where I gotta go 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 go. I have zero zero desire zero dreams of ever retiring. That's not like that's not a push for me. And that's right. just what it is. I want to be someday where I can choose to, if I wanted to, but I don't really want to. Um, I want to be able to work. And my, my, my thought is like, Chad, I talk about, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure when we get to that point, I'm just going to be like, Hey dude, I have another idea. Let's start this now. Right. And do that. But, but I, I also know that regardless, like energy wise, that's still going to burn me. I need to take that time. I need to relax. So I've been really trying to be more intentional about that over my weekends, which has been great. It's been more time with the kids. I'm starting to flirt with the idea of, of drones. I got this little teeny like pocket one that I was messing around with. I'm like, oh, this is a blast. So I'm looking at all the bigger ones. Like I'm just trying to get in some stuff like that, but really trying to be very, very intentional because it's extremely uncomfortable for my, for me to do that. And this past weekend actually was the first time I was kind of like, oh, like I actually felt pretty good. I, we, we cleaned the garage out. We did some stuff like that, but I also just chilled out and like yeah. I was okay with it. So I think finding whatever that is for you Maybe that's getting your weekends back. Maybe that's getting your your nights back. Maybe that's like we talk about, like especially with hybrid and, and e-learning, like setting those boundaries and getting really, really comfortable with how uncomfortable it feels to to lock down, to close the laptop, to turn the phone off, to or to whatever it needs to be to to get away, to find that hobby, to put some time and energy into that thing that you used to love that you don't do anymore. And to really take yourself self free time to help you get burnt out. I think that also then allows you to then more effectively revisit your why and and reignite the love that you have and the passion you have for for your job, which is how we get back to that, Taylor. So I hope I hope that hits both angles. And I don't know, Josh, what you know, you're in the mix of that right now. Like yeah. you know, you haven't stopped um since covid started like your your summer and so many teachers like they didn't really stop they haven't even had like the couple of days they normally would have taken during the summer or maybe a vacation whatever because it's been constant we haven't known what's going on we're preparing for 500 different scenarios so now you're our, now you're back into the the thick of it again how are how do you do that like what do you do i guess do you often do do you get burnt out like how do you <laughs> how, and what do you do when you bring that back i mean yeah. i'm sure you do or you have but well, 
I mean, I definitely in my career, you know, pre-COVID, that definitely happened. Um, and I've learned through those mistakes. And um, honestly, like what you were talking about as far as finding your why and then also the time piece. I think the time piece is, is such a huge component. And you, you said it beautifully. I think that was a really turning point for me. I was just go, go, go until I realized that I couldn't save the world <laughs> by myself. And once I realized that <laughs> by burning the candle on both ends, did no one any good, including myself and my family, and actually taking time to recover made a huge difference for me as a leader. It's interesting that you said mm-hmm. about staff because so many of my staff members, they didn't go anywhere because of COVID. And then the time that they were at home, all they could think about was preparing for this new school year. And a lot of them worked through their break to prepare for what we're doing right now, this first week. And I was, it was interesting. I was talking to a teacher mm-hmm. the other day and she was talking about the same piece, but also with the anxiety um, component there. And she was like, you know, I've never had anxiety before. I've never felt bur- burnt out. But the other day I got to that point and she started to talk about how like she couldn't breathe and She just couldn't stop thinking about the things that she couldn't control. And she took a moment and she was supposed to go out with her husband for like a walk. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I need to take care of myself in the moment. And I praised her for that because I was like, well, for one, you identified your emotions. Two, you acted on it and you calmed yourself down. And then what she eventually did was she focused on what she could control And then she also magnified like the positives, like what are all the great things that she could do this year and kind of turning her mindset in that. And does she still have anxiety over this year? Of course. Does she still worry? Yes. But, you know, she found one that she needed to identify what she was feeling in the moment. And but then she also didn't like shy away from that emotion. She owned it. Right. She did something about it. And then she communicated to other people. And I just. I wanted to lift her up for that and I want to lift anyone else out. You know, if you're anxious right now or you have worry over the school year, that is completely normal. <laughs> everyone everyone right now is is working so incredibly hard for a world that we don't even know what it looks like and could change every minute. I swear, every day I go into work, there are like a hundred changes <laughs> that I did not expect. <laughs> so if you think people have the answer they don't. Everyone has experienced this for the first time. And if you're burning yourself out, you know, own that, communicate it to someone and then, you know, try and find some action steps to, to work through that. And if that's stepping away for a little bit to take time, like you said, Jeff, for the weekend and stepping away from work, do that. <laughs> Absolutely do that. Otherwise you are no good to your organization. Agreed. All right, man. Last one. This one is from our good pal, Jeff Radbury. Yeah, Bradbury. I want to give Brad. I want to give a shout out specifically for Bradbury because he just launched a new uh, tech coaches network. Yeah, and so he's got that going on. So if you go to teachcast.net, you can check that out. But he's doing it's cool stuff. They're doing like weekly roundtables and one-on-one support. Uh, a bunch of resources. He's got a podcast that's related to. It. He's got him doing all kinds of cool stuff. So shout out to Jeff and the the teachcast crew over there. Like he's got a cool new program. So if you're a coach. Um, looking for a network, you know, like-minded people. I think he's a good way to go. So there, how about that? A little impromptu uh, commercial for Jeff. I think <laughs> he's it's gonna love that. <laughs> See, that's why he's. That's why you submit questions here, because ever now, you never know. You never know. You get some a little bit of shout out there. What was his question? What's all right? Let's go to his actual question. So, his actual question was, <laughs> what can you do to promote leadership in others who don't yet see it in themselves? 
Which is a great question. Actually, Greg Moffat, I don't know if you heard the last episode, but he killed this question. And it wasn't even a question, but he talked about his journey and how he didn't even think about administration at all until his his principal kept tapping him on the shoulder and said, hey, when are you taking that admin test? Mm. Yeah, That's kind of where I go with it is you tell them. Yeah. I mean, like you need to show them too by giving them, provide opportunities, um, give them resources to do it. But like just telling them it's again like i think a lot of times I, i'm like oh it sounds simple like because it is it's that simple it's not easy but it's simple it's as simple as telling them tell them and show them that you believe in them that that they have what it takes explain them get specific about what it is that, about them that you think makes them a leader either already or soon to be uh you know touch with them when they do something that's one of those things that that like makes you think, oh, that person's a leader. So they start recognizing these things that and go, oh, maybe I am a leader, right? Maybe I, maybe he's not just, you know, full of it. Maybe that's, that's good. Now I'm understanding why it is. Right. And then, you know, again, always giving them opportunities to lead, but I just think for me, it's just constantly telling them, telling them, telling them, telling them. Hey, Jeff, what's that? Who is one person that was in your life that saw something in you and promoted your leadership? Uh, a guy named, uh, John Beato. He was a mentor of mine in another life, another business. It was actually when I was in uh, sales and I was young at the time. And he just constantly told me. And he he was, I mean, just just quick talking. I mean, just super smart. Always had to answer. He's he's that guy like he could sell a you know a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves, right? Like right. just that guy just always blew my mind. Um, and he just he would constantly tell me. He'd see me walk by his office, be like, Jeff, get in here, shut the door. And he just just pour it on me with like, dude, you need to puff your chest up. You need to walk tough because here's why. Here's all the things I see in you at a young age. And he's like, you just wait. He used to always tell me, he's like, you just wait, dude, when you get older, man. When you realize it, when it clicks, he goes, it's good. And he just it had help. We had built relationships. Like that's obviously still always the foundation, right? right? So I respected him so much so that that it just started. I started believing it. And when I started believing, I started to grow on it. Now he didn't, he didn't fill me with nonsense. He held me accountable. He called me out when I did things that I shouldn't do when I, when I wasn't being who I, I could be and stuff, but he constantly let me know that he knew and that he saw something in me. So that's definitely one, um, uh, John Beato. He's a, he's, he's one that I definitely give credit to as well. I think, your listeners here would be interested to know someone who in my life, who I've had to tell, who I had to tell again and again, and again, sometimes I still have to remind is Ray Hewer constantly, constantly pushing her, not just as a fact that she's a leader in education, but also that she's a leader in our team and business and marketing. Her mind is brilliant. And it took a long time of me going, stop saying that you are stop saying that you are because she'd be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about anything when it comes to business. And I said, you don't get to say that anymore. Cause you do. Right. And she said, well, I'm just a teacher. No, you're not like you're someone who's stepping up. You're, you constantly looking to help teachers down the hall across the country, all these right. things. And so even someone who, you know, when you meet Ray, you, you know, the confidence and, and, you know, she's so good on camera and so good on podcasts, stuff like that, but like, she struggled with that. And I think she still does from, from time to time. And sometimes she needs to tell me still too. So, you know, that, that never stops. I think you can, you, you share that and you can tell leaders both up and down from you, right. And the, the hierarchy. But I think the, the key that comes around to that is to tell them, don't be afraid to, to just straight up tell them that I believe in you. I think you're a leader and here's why. 
Yeah. Josh, I think you know you you mentioned Greg talking about, but you too. I mean, you were you were an art teacher. Like that's not <laughs> right. We've talked about this, but that's not a that's not a position where most people go. You know what? I really want to be a principal. I really want to be an assistant principal one day. I think I'll start as an art teacher, right? Oh. And I know we talked about this. You you that wasn't in your head until one of your leaders started tapping you and saying you should be a leader. Yeah. And then then you know and then eventually you started you know you started seeing that and going for it. Am well, I am I accurate in that? Am I remembering correctly? You are. Yes, you are 100% correct. I mean, that transition happened when I started coaching. But yeah, I mean, I had never... Well, and I'll, I'll be honest, I was young. I mean, I, I had only three years of teaching under my belt. I mean, I had just figured out how to be a teacher <laughs> a little bit, you know, like at the time I thought I was yeah. all the answers at year three, but I didn't. But no, the power of, of suggestion, it, it didn't even occur to me about administration until I got tapped on the shoulder and asked in, in the break room. And just the, mm-hmm. the power of that question changed the trajectory of my life completely. Just the one, the, the question of opening the idea of it, but then two, to know that, that the person that I admire has the confidence in me, that they, they see that when I couldn't even see that in myself, right? Just when you admire mm-hmm. someone, you trust someone and you have that relationship, like you said, and they offer such a heavy question <laughs> like that, that means quite a bit. That means a great deal. And I just don't think as leaders, we understand the power that we have, right? Just like teachers don't understand the the words that they speak to their kids and how valuable and how powerful that is. I mean, yeah. I, I never even considered going into education because I hated school until I remembered the power of my art teacher and how she believed in me, even when I gave just zero effort. (laughs) On so many days, I gave zero effort. She never gave up on me. And because of her resilience and her love for me and for my work, that's the only reason I'm talking to you right now as an administrator. We just have to understand like the power of suggestion, the power of our words goes so much deeper. And we need to do something with that. You know, we... We can't just sit back and just assume that people are going to to lead because that's what they want to do. We have to have those conversations, like you said. Yeah, love it. All right, man, I got to ask because I always do. This is one of my favorite questions. What is up with the Teach Better team? Oh, lots of stuff up. So we've been having, we have a weekly mastermind for administrators, um, which is free. Go to teachbetter.com slash mastermind. This is administrators from all over the country coming in and we do some celebrations we do some commitments to being better and then we just tackle problems together as a as a, as a group and it's a it's been so much fun to to grow with these other leaders and to learn and to try and to help and to support and hold accountable uh we're now switching that with the start of school we've talked to the the folks that are registered in the in the group and stuff and we're now going to split that was just one time on tuesdays we're actually going to offer now two different sessions on tuesdays so every tuesday at 9 a.m eastern and then at 7 p.m. Eastern, that is going on. And that is now actually going to be led by and managed by the amazing Dave Schmidto. You know him from the Last and Learning podcast, from his his books, Bold Humility, or Make an Assessment Work for Educators That Hate Data But Love Kids. Yep. I can't believe I remember that entire book. <laughs> um, so uh, Dave's leading that. That's It's been really good. So you can go to teachbetter.com slash mastermind for that to get in that. Join us each week. You can come to either one of those sessions or both. Um, either way, it works up. And then another big thing that we got coming up at the end of September, starting on September 30th, uh, going for six Wednesdays in a row, we've got our Teach Better uh, Mindset Meetups, which is uh, a six-week 
webinar series. Each week we have two hours of training with two different awesome speakers and awesome folks right now. So uh, you get people like the one and only CJ Reynolds, Trey Gamage, Dr. Valerie Camille Jones from the Ron Clark Academy, Kevin Butler, nice. uh, Michael Jennings, Dr. Neil Gupta, let's see, Tracy Browder, P. Sloan Joseph, Allison Apsey, and then Ray and Chad and I will be there as well, I think. It's just a whole crew of just awesomeness coming to this thing. So that's going if you go over to teachbetter.com slash mindset meetup, uh, that'll take you there. And if you use the code ASPIRE, all capitals, um, you get 50% off that registration. So oh, awesome. uh, registration gets you to all, all six uh, weeks. Um, so those are the two big things that's going on right now. We got a lot of other fun stuff coming, but we'll hold that some of those off for the next next podcast episode. So That's very cool, man. If you haven't looked into the admin mastermind, make sure you're doing that. I've I've joined several sessions over the summer. It is fantastic. It's a great group of administrators. So make sure you sign up for that. And man, what an all-star crew you've got for the mindset meetup. That's incredible. So make sure you're using the 50% off coupon code. Again, that's ASPIRE, all caps. Gargus, again, you are the gift that always gives. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for, thanks for keep having me on, man. I appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. These are good. <laughs>